0: How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. Our guest this week is an award-winning Texas-based singer-songwriter who New Future Magazine called one of America's most talented young songwriters in the prime of his career. In March, this Billboard-emerging artist will create one-of-a-kind direct-to-vinyl recordings of his most beloved songs at the least-of-all recording studios. You can find out more about his work and his recording project by visiting his website, www.jamesleebaker.com. Ladies and gentlemen, James Lee Baker is on the Break the Business podcast. Hi, James. Great to have you here. Hey,
1: Ryan. It's great to be here. Thanks for the opportunity.
0: Well, thank you for giving me music that I've been listening to here in the studio and just jamming out on. It's made for a pretty fun evening. Can you tell the listeners a bit about your sound?
1: Sure. Um, sound, my sound is kind of in flux. Uh, I started out in pop rock and uh, sort of fell in love with folk music. I started meeting some really great people in folk, so it started toning down, and it's really become sort of like a blend uh, between Americana and folk. Uh, so it's, it's constantly evolving, um, but I think the most recent project that I put out home again is, is definitely more Americana.
0: Well, yeah, I definitely got that vibe from it for sure. And and I, I do want to talk about that project, Home Again. This is an LP you released back in 2017, and it's a pretty interesting project in its own right because to create this uh, album, Home Again, you actually recruited session musicians from all over the world using the website Fiverr.com. So can you tell the listeners what Fiverr is? Because there may not be some folks who know And talk a bit about the experience of putting an album together that way. I find this really fascinating.
1: Sure. Um, Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Fiverr is a website that you can go to. And initially when they they opened up the the site, uh, you would pay $5 for any particular service. It could be that someone will draw a picture for you or somebody will do a recording or it could be a number of things. Um, but it has since expanded to basically like a on demand, uh, service platform where you can request people to, to do things for you, whether it be session musicians or artists or photographers, graphics designers, and they will, they will do your project, uh, for a a fixed rate. Um, usually they provide those rates up front and, uh, the costs are really competitive and, it's really where a lot of session musicians are starting to take hold. Maybe not necessarily in Fiverr. I think that's a little ahead of the curve. But there are another, there are a number of sites out there um, where session musicians are working remotely uh, for for uh, people for recording studios or for songwriters. And so I, you know, in order to keep my budget. Um, in a tolerable place. Um, I utilized Fiverr to recruit session musicians from uh, all over the world. Uh, most of the work that I did for um, for like accompanying instruments was done by uh, Tobias Wilson, who uh, is based out of the UK, and he does mandolin, uh, banjo, guitar, bass, and even some percussion. And he's very fast turnaround and very affordable uh, compared to, say, session musicians in, uh, you know, in, in, in cities like Nashville or Austin. Uh, you you know, you, can, you, you get an average session musician costs anywhere from one hundred and fifty an hour to, you know, eight hundred dollars a day. Uh, and, you know, I can get a song done with five or six instruments for under two hundred dollars. So. Trying to be able to be to create uh, affordable music that still has high quality is something I think that the industry is going to start seeing more of as we depreciate the value of 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 the song itself in terms of of uh, monetary value uh, over time.
0: So with the so when you have these collaborators that are all over the place. How do you sort of interact with them to you know get the work product that you want out of them like if if I have a if you have a mandolin player and you want them to play on your record do, uh, h- how do you get them to play what you want? Do you, are you sending them sheet music? Do you sort of have a meeting to discuss uh, what the sound you want them to produce is going to be?
1: Yeah uh, so typically what what I start off with is I have a home. I have a, well, I don't have a a home studio. I'll go to a studio and that is sort of my stomping grounds for the project. That's, it's where everything comes in. It's the hub for it. So, and I have an engineer. So what we'll do is we'll go in, we'll start a, a song. We'll do basically a click track and sing vocals and acoustic, and then send that off to these session musicians, depending on what we hear, you know, what kind of kind of things do we want to hear? What, what, what might sound good? You know, we're, it's pretty open. So I'll usually send it over to people. Sometimes it's quite specific. I may say, I want this song to be, um, you know, using a double upright bass and I want it to have more of a bluegrass feel. And, uh, and the session musicians are genuinely pretty good, uh, about, about, um, you know, producing some great stuff. And usually we get multiple takes, uh, so we can pick and choose. And so once we send that audio file off, they'll typically send us a link back uh, to download the files and we'll continue that process through revisions until we receive what we want and, and everyone's happy and then we conclude the transaction. And that, that's usually the process for how it works.
0: Man, that's so cool. tech technology is so awesome in that way that you can have all these fantastic musicians from all over the country, from all over the world coming together to make a fantastic James Lee Baker record. And speaking of making fantastic James Lee Baker records, you're about to make a lot of them very very soon. Let me clue the listeners in about this vinyl recording project you have coming up. You're going to be going into a studio and you're going to be recording single copy versions of your songs in vinyl for your fans and Each individualized record is even going to have a personalized message to the fan who pre-orders that one-of-a-kind copy. So, so cool. What gave you the idea to do something like this? Well,
1: um, you know, least of all has been trying to bring in new talent, uh, independent artists who have established followings to... Uh, to do this. And, uh, I, I submitted my information and, 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 they reached out. So it was, it was a, an opportunity that seemed to work well for both of us. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it was, it's just something that, uh, I've wanted to explore and I've heard some things about.
0: Well, it's really wild. So you're going to be going into the studio on March second to make these one of a kind recordings, and you're just going to be playing these songs over and over in the studio to make these one of a kind copies, right? Are are you and your band just are are you and your band going to sleep it all that day? That sounds like it's going to be a long day for you guys.
1: Yeah. Well, it'll be most. It's going to be just me this time around. So it'll be unplugged acoustic stuff. But yeah, essentially, uh, I think the limit for me is going to be about twenty five songs. So uh, depending on how many we order, we may sell out because 25 times five, which, you know, five minutes per song is, is 125 minutes. That's just over two hours. And so with, you know, with setup and, you know, personalized messages and, you know, maybe making room for mistakes and that sort of thing, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a four or five hour endeavor, uh, that'll happen on Saturday. And, and yeah, for, if somebody orders, if there's people that order six. Uh, of the same song, I've got to do that song six times, which is great.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean they're, they're all your favorites. <laughs> and uh, so I, I, it's just, that's just such a cool thing, man. Uh, it's It's interesting to sort of see how cyclical the music industry can be in that way, because the way you're actually making records one at a time, you know, and performing a unique performance, that was the way records used to be made back in the really old days. Like, we're going all the way back to wax cylinders again. That's so crazy. Yeah, exactly. So for, for artists out there who are listening to what you're kind of talking about here, who think that this is a cool idea and maybe want to try something similar on their own, do a similar kind of project, is there any advice that you'd give them?
1: Uh, for the least of us, for the vinyl? Yeah. Um, well, the thing about the vinyl is it, it, it's, it's perfect for... Uh, the concept itself not the medium but the concept is is quite perfect for where we are in the music industry because nobody's paying for a song anymore i mean very very few people and so a lot of that revenue is gone and so what you're paying for is is a unique experience that's why you know there's been so much focus on uh, live performances and touring because that's a that's a steady stream of revenue for performers um, but in this case, um, th- this is, this is a unique experience that allows the artists to personalize with their fans, um, some, some type of recording. So, uh, keep, I'd say, keep an eye out for these sort of concepts. Um, Patreon is another example where, you know, people are, or, or, or a concert window where people are getting a personalized experience. From the artist, it, whether it be personalized for a small group or for individuals, um, that that's the way of the future, I think, because uh, that that's that's how an artist will make money uh, is through some type of personal experience.
0: Oh, for sure. And again, that brings us back to what we were saying earlier about all this kind of being cyclical, that kind of personal experience really harkens back to the older days of the music industry where things were a lot more intimate and a lot less broadcasted. So this is so, so cool. I feel like you're giving the artist listeners a lot of really cool ideas to kind of think outside the box for their next music project, and I definitely appreciate that. Last question before we let you go, James. Oh, and by the way, folks, if anybody is interested in finding out more about this project, we're going to put a link to the least of all project in the episode description so you can check out all the great stuff that... Our, our friend James Lee Baker is doing. And you can also check out his website, jamesleebaker.com. Okay. Last question for you, James, before we let you go, do you have any last tips to share with the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward?
1: Yeah, lots. <laughs> I think there's a, You know, I've learned a lot. I'm still learning. Uh, I would say that's probably the first thing is, is uh, you know, as an artist, we want, we we have this idea that, we we can create something, and if we feel that that something is good enough, we expect that if we put it out into the world, and the right people hear it, that it will it will take off, and that we might see some level of fame or some 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 level of recognition. And that was my mindset for so long, and and it was just continuous feeling of failure and frustration. Uh, and it, it took some calibration. It took some realizing that. As an independent artist, having access to all this stuff that allows me to create a recording and put it out there on the Internet um, is something that everyone else has access to as well. They didn't have access to that 30, 40 years ago. And so anybody can be a musician these days and there's there's varying opinions on what's high quality and what's not, Um, but there's a lot of content out there. So it's easy to be inundated with it and overwhelmed with it um for you as an artist it's it's important to remember these things and don't think of them too negatively just realize that what's going what you're going to have to do to stand out from your peers is to do the things that they're not doing and that ultimately in my opinion first and foremost starts with uh education right like continuing to learn to become a better musician if you're not taking vocal lessons take them i I went to college as a vocal major and I still take vocal lessons. Um, you know, learn learn something new on the guitar, you know, go to a songwriting camp or a retreat, like always be learning and always be improving on who you are because you want to get to a point like uh, Steve Martin, the comedian said, you need to be so good that people just can't ignore you. and And that takes a long time. That's a reason why, so many artists when they finally peak uh, are in their 30s and 40s because it took them 10 15 years of working on themselves to create uh not only a good sound but a good brand and creating that brand requires a lot of patience and a lot of education so consider it a long process don't don't see it as like a, a as having a destination it never will um the success is not the, the record deal or the, you know, the, the million, the, the, the album going platinum, the, those, those aren't your milestones. You want to set your milestones to be smaller things and, and be grateful for the achievements that you do have and, 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 con- and ex- consider those, those experiences success. Like those are, those are small pieces of success. Every time I get a show locked in and I go perform, that's a success for me. And that that that's really what artists should be focusing on, because ultimately it's about creating it, it's about creating art and enjoying the process of creation. And and I think, you know, we get too distracted with the business side of things. And so, you know, doing it and focusing on it that way helps us come back to the realization that this is an experience and we're creating it for ourselves and for everyone else.
0: Great insight, sir. Never stop learning. That's so, so important. And. All the more reason to keep listening to podcasts like this one. So there you go. Um, James Lee Baker, everybody. You can find out more about his work by visiting jamesleebaker.com. Thank you all for listening to the Break the Business podcast. We'll see you next week.